Deputy Chief for the Columbus Police, uh, Tim Becker's joining us. He just did a 13-hour shift How and he about stayed that? up. Jerry, will you give the guy a bumper sticker Here, or something? We'll give him well, maybe a T-shirt because he is Deputy Chief. Good yes. morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so I know you're a local guy. We looked up your uh, your bio on the CPD website. How long have you been with Columbus Police, and do you ever remember in all your years here a year quite like this? I don't remember a year like this. Yeah. I started in 1988. And you think of the pandemic. and all, Now, luckily, uh, yesterday and even uh, going back to Sunday, things relatively peaceful, correct? Yes, things are taking a turn for Good. the better. I noticed some of the uh, CPD yesterday didn't even have the riot gear on. They were in regular uniforms. So I took that. I mean, you have to think that's a good sign. Yeah, that's a judgment call for the leaders to put out. Um, I'll use the analogy of a, a football team. You wouldn't ask a football player to play a game without their safety equipment. Really, the riot equipment is safety equipment, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of officers injured. But we also recognize sometimes the riot equipment can be inflammatory to the public that we're trying to serve, and we just try to find that balance of keeping our officers safe and um, not inflaming the situation. Yeah, well, the Columbus Dispatch yesterday didn't do you any favors, at least online. The headline, are Columbus police in riot gear covering badges and body cameras? Just once and for all, would you clarify what that red tape was and, and what that's all about? So when we are in riot gear, we have trouble distinguishing ourselves. So we have leaders assigned to each what we call a field force, and we put tape on our uniforms, mm-hmm. different colors. The other day I, w- I went out, we bought nine different colors of tape, and we put different colored tape on each field force so all our leaders and each other, the officers, know that they're still with their unit because it can get pretty chaotic out there. It's as simple as that, though. There's, no, <laughs> there's nothing more Absolutely. to be seen into it. Yeah, right. We're talking to Deputy Chief Tim Becker of the Columbus Police. So, Tim, you're because of an event, not in your city, uh, things get out of hand and protests go from riot and looting and you become the bad guy. Hey, I can speak for Jerry. We still support you. We still still support the police. But do you guys feel that people aren't standing by you, that you guys are the bad guys is a little depressing, or are you feeling support? Um, that's, a, that's a mixed question as well. Certainly, there, it's unusual that we are the focus of protest. Our police officers are trained in, in riot control, protest, civil disobedience, but typically we're not the focus of that, and this time we are. However, there are, we have tons of support, and people have been very vocal. Some are afraid to be vocal because they don't want to get repercussions, but quietly they tell us, hey, thanks for what you're doing, and we really appreciate you. And that really has been overwhelming. Well, I'll tell you publicly, yeah. we appreciate what Absolutely. you guys do. And, and you know, I would, before we get into, uh, I don't know what the street closure situation is down there, but we're familiar with the the small businesses and the hit that they took over the weekend and the boarded up uh, retail and restaurants along uh, in the short north there. But what about nationwide? AEP, even the university, are their rank and file still coming in or is, is everything off uh, as far as this week goes? Um, I think a lot of the rank and file, it's hard to tell because the 
COVID situation, how many are coming in versus normal. Oh, that's right, it yeah. it seems to be pretty normal. But the other day I had the opportunity, I worked during the day, and I just walked around downtown and I found all the people that were cleaning up, and especially the small business owners, and I feel really bad for them. You know, due to angst towards my profession, they're risking losing their livelihood. And that that hurts me. So I just personally yeah. appreciate the opportunity to go talk with people and apologize that that happened to them. Hey, Tim, is there protocol when stuff like this happens? There's protests like you saw at the state house with the COVID-19 about people opening up. I, I I could be wrong. I don't think it got violent. And then this, what when something happens, do you as a police force just, all right, let's see what happens. And because it got out of hand, no fault of you got what you guys did. And then you got to get involved. What's the protocol when you see protests to kind of back off, let it run its run itself out, or what what goes on when something like this happens? So we have goals, written goals that we set forth for any situation like this, and uh, we have a commander chief's intent that we share with all our people ahead of time. Kind of, it's the rules of engagement, and then there's an incident commander assigned. Um, Right now, we do it in 12-hour shifts, and I just finished one of those. And the incident commander ultimately makes the decisions where people are going to go in, how we're going to deploy, where we're going to go. But, you know, our first goal is to protect the health and safety of people. Our second goal is to protect people's right to exercise their First Amendment, you know, ability to protest. We all took an oath to support the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and we all believe in that. And even if it's directed at us, we're not going to stand in the way of that. Um, But we do have an obligation also to protect property, and we can't let the city be burned down, looted, and destroyed. Um, And then we still have our regular calls for service. The other night, I think it was Friday night to Saturday morning, at one point, our radio room was holding over 250 calls for service. There were people that needed the police that were calling over and over again out in the neighborhoods. Yeah. And we had nobody available to send because we were dealing with the situation downtown. And Tim, we're with uh, Deputy Chief of CPD, Tim Becker. When you think of professions, you know, there's bad apples, doctors, lawyers, disc jockeys. But when you think of that... Hey, not disc jockeys, George Jerry. Floyd's uh, murderer, and let's make no mistake, that's what he was up in Minnesota. My brother's an officer, and he just wants to strangle guys like that because of the undue pressure it puts on the rest of you all, right? Do police police, or from this day forward, it's do you police yourselves, or is there still kind of that old school blue line as, as we move forward here? I absolutely think, you know, we police ourselves. We have policed ourselves. We can get better. We can always get better. We've been training the police yourself. If I see somebody doing something inappropriate and I don't stop them, I don't. That's, in my opinion, me not having their back. Sure. Because they're just getting into a worse situation if I don't stop it. And I expect the same of all almost 2,000 officers to hold me to the same standard. If they see me doing something inappropriate, regardless of my rank, they need to step in and, and intervene. 
And I, I think you, what you see up in Minnesota is they charged the other officers because they were there. They had the opportunity to intervene. And they didn't have his pack, yeah. In a murder, and they didn't. Yeah. And they should have. Hey, and, you and know, there's a lot of saying goes around. Yeah. Nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop because this impacts the whole profession. Well put. Yeah. Uh, the governor uh, mentioned yesterday, I believe, that, you know, the police need to be better trained. I mentioned, hey, politicians say things. But change is going to be made, and it's going to be made in your profession. So, you know, you're one of the leaders of the community and the police. Uh, what what changes do you see being made? Is it better training? Is it a weekly classes for officers? What's being presented right now? Um, training is certainly something that we... Uh we embrace we do a lot of training at columbus police but bringing in outside trainers to train 2,000 people is very expensive yeah a few years ago this same topic came up with the 21st century policing commission from the former president and the states committed they mandated training but they if they mandate training they have to reimburse agencies and ohio had some of the lowest mandates in the nation at that time. And for a couple years following that, we got the state money to help uh, provide that training. And then that kind of went by the wayside and was forgotten about. In the last several years, that money hasn't been there. Most of our budget that we have is just personnel costs. And so tra- training is very important. And it's also very expensive, and it, it needs to be budgeted better. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that because I don't think people. I think they think you can go to the money tree in the backyard and pull a couple hundreds out. I tried that; they don't really grow uh, no, hundred dollar no. bills. <laughs> hey, it, let, let, can I ask you quickly about two two things? Uh, one that made national news: the hipster kid outside in the short north. Uh, by the grid house who is paying people. The who, guild house. The guild house, excuse me. What's the latest on him? I know you guys identified him. Have you spoken to him? So um, I can't. I don't know that answer. I do know we identified him and we turned it over, and the people that investigate that are looking into that. But I, I can't tell you if they've interviewed him or not. I personally okay. don't know. Yeah. Okay. I had to ask him. And I got a question for you. It just occurred to me. Do you think, is there a fear within the department or departments everywhere, not just here in Columbus, that, because nobody's getting rich doing this job, and it is a thankless job. It's a, you risk your life. Is there a, do you think there'll be the same amount of recruits? Are you turning applicants away over at the academy now? Or do you think there's going to be a dip in young men, young women who don't want to go into law enforcement because they see all this. I wonder what the the PR hit on the police departments nationally is going to be after this. So police departments nationally have been struggling for a few years. Oh, they have been. We've been very fortunate that we've had a lot of applicants. However, we struggle to get a makeup that more closely mirrors our population of our city specifically African-American applicants. I do think that this is going to make it harder to get African-American applicants. A lot of our African-American officers have taken a lot of verbal abuse for being out there with white officers on the line, Mm -hmm. and it puts them in a very tough position as well. Oh, God bless them. You know, I know, I know it's the uh, mayor's decision yeah. with the curfew, but uh, how many days, if you were to guess, is, is curfew still needed? I would say it is. 
based on last night's shift, and I would say it's effective. So 99% of the people are abiding by the curfew, and we're really grateful for that. But things aren't haven't totally calmed down, and uh, there was a small group last night post-curfew um, that ended up breaking into a, a Lowe's and a Subway and looting it a little bit, and we end up making a few arrests out of that. And until that type of activity is no longer occurring, I think we need to keep the curfew in place. But ultimately, that's the mayor's decision. Well, you know, here at the radio station, uh, Deputy Becker, we have a red, white, and Q fund, and it benefits all first responders, not just police, for specific instances just like that. And we've embraced the, the law enforcement and fire and paramedics, EMT, throughout Central Ohio with this fund, and specifically for reasons just like this. Uh, thank you so much after 13 hours, and we're on your side, man. Uh, thank you very much. We, we really appreciate it. All right, thanks for your time. Okay.